When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows more isn't always better. Unless we're talking about full-size vans. These beasts do more than get you from A to B. They have so much space, a man can live in it. With shag carpeting, water bed, and a sweet lava lamp, these mobile abodes have all the comforts of home. With quality parts and plenty of Napa know-how, you can keep the original tiny house running longer, stronger. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. New England Patriots coverage on CLNSRadio.com. We want to hear from you, so call in right now. The phone lines are open, 929-477-2386. What's going on, Pat Nation? This is the CLNS. Radio New England Patriots post-game show. The Patriots beat the Houston Texans in the divisional round 34-16. to And if I were to tell you that this game was 34-16, to you would have said, oh, it was a great win by New England Patriots. But if you watch this game, it was a top three turvy game. And I am your host, Marvin Azan. I also got my co-host with me, Mr. Mike Knight. What a game, DJ Mees. What a game. So much to dissect after watching this game from start to finish. Like you said, the score is a little deceiving. You would have thought it was a blowout. But if you watched this game and saw how it unfolded from the first quarter all the way to the final final whistle, whew, you got to feel a little good that the Patriots were able to, to, to get through this game. Um, but there's a lot to clean up and a lot, a lot to, to work on heading into the, the AFC Championship game depending on whether it's the Kansas City Chiefs or the Pittsburgh Steelers. Once again, 34-16 to 16 was the score. You had a huge game from Deion Lewis, who had a kickoff return, return to kickoff, a touchdown running the ball, and a touchdown receiving. Monster game from him. We also got our guy, Michael Andre, working the switchboards. What did you see in this crazy, crazy game, Mike? Uh, well, I'm pretty much on the same page as you guys. It was when you look at the final score, 34-16, you know, obviously we do our weekly predictions every week, and it's pretty much what we were all thinking, just about around that score. And then again, I mean, you look at it, and you say, wow, if you watch the game, the Patriots looked like they were going to lose or, or at least fall behind two or three times in this game alone. So, you know, the stat that jumped out to me the most, the Patriots turned the ball over 11 times this entire regular season, and then they turned it over three times tonight. Tom Brady threw as many interceptions tonight as he did the entire season. Uh, just It was just really kind of shocking to see that because you haven't seen it all year from this, from this Patriots team. Uh, the fumbles, Deion Lewis, who had a little bit of ball security issues today, he's got to clean that up because he was unbelievable tonight uh, in all phases of the game. First player in NFL postseason history to have a rushing touchdown, a receiving touchdown, and a kick return touchdown in a game. Third player in history to do that. The other two did it during the regular season. So, 
you know, all in all, I mean, you got to look at the score and say, yeah, it was a pretty impressive win, 18-point win, just about what everybody was expecting. But they definitely didn't get there the way everybody was expecting. No, this was a lot different than how we expected it to be drawn out. But you can't get mad at the result. 34-16 at home. This is, like you said, Alonji, what we expected. But we want to hear from all of you. So let's open up the Blue Apron call lines. Get three free meals with free shipping by simply simply going to blueapron.com slash patriots. And you can call in at 929-477-2386. That's 929-477-2386. We got our guy Nick from Tampa. What did you see in this game, my man? Mike Nice, DJ Mees, Mike Alonji. Pretty interesting game, huh? Crazy. Absolutely. Interesting from start to finish, man. I I was definitely a little bit shook for uh, for the first half. I wasn't happy. I was kind of looking forward to relaxing on a Saturday evening get an easy win against this team but you know those comeback games when a team gets kind of kind of done dirty the first time around it never ends up being the same way the second time around and even though the score kind of shows uh what would look like if you just looked at the box score if you just looked at the 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 final score what would look like a blowout or an easy win it really wasn't i don't think there was a patriots fan uh in pat's nation that wasn't a little bit uncomfortable in that first half, especially with the way the defense was getting to Tom Brady. Tom Brady was getting knocked around a lot. He was definitely spent a lot of time on the turf. But in the end, uh, six AFC championships or six conference championships, I think that's a record. I think they were they were showing that on CBS all, all game. That's a record. Um, uh, I To be honest with you, this was a, a real big test for Tom Brady. I think we know from those – um, those painful Super Bowl losses and from the uh, Denver loss last year in the AFC Championship game, which this game started to look like a little bit in the first half, uh, Tom Brady has historically not done very well against teams with strong pass rushes, especially that uh, interior pass rush that he was facing today. Uh, but suffice it to say, I don't think there's another team in the AFC that has that same caliber defense. So, uh, the Patriots, in the end, ran away with the game against that strong defense. Um, Tom Brady, even though he gave up you know, the same number of interceptions uh, in this game alone as he did the whole season, I think, two interceptions through the regular season versus two interceptions in just this one game, you've got to give a lot of credit to that Houston Texans uh, defense. They put Brock Osweiler in a position to you know, manage the game at least for the first two-and-a-half quarters. But there's just too many weapons. Tom Brady is just too good. Tom Brady' ability to remain poised under pressure all game, get knocked down, and that block that he threw, I think, on the Julian Edelman end around. I think it was Julian Edelman that had it had that end yep. around where he actually went down. There was that one game where he looked like he was going to block for uh, Legarrette Blunt, and he kind of pulled up and you know just faked it. But this time, Tom Brady actually lowered his shoulder and went down to the turf time. for that block. Definitely. Um, Deion Lewis trifecta, I think uh, uh, Michael Longe already covered that, Ma- making history. Another Patriots player making history that's not named Tom Brady. Fantastic. Uh, the three interceptions were great. I mean, if you're going to mess up like, like, like we did and fumble a bunch of balls and give away a bunch of balls, Tom Brady with his interceptions and with those fumbles and those mistakes on, uh, uh, I think there was, uh, was it special teams or right after one of the returns? Yeah, I think it was a return that, uh, Lewis dropped the ball. If you're going to make those mistakes, you've got to make up for them with those interceptions. 
Um, the defense, again, they, they, the CBS crew, it's interesting how much credit they were giving our defense. This, you know, I, I went into the season and for the first half of the season was kind of worried about this defense, but the, the, the way that they have so many multi-positional, multi-faceted, you know, uh, uh, not di- the word isn't diverse, but diverse, you know, talented players that can just play all over the field really works for this team against the modern N- uh, NFL offenses, and it was just fantastic. Hightower with the big game, uh, Logan Ryan with the fantastic game, Allen Branch, um, and uh, the other, what's the other uh, D lineman's in the big guy that was in there, filling up those gaps on the runs. Just a fantastic game all around. I'm, I'm, I'm glad it was entertaining, to say the least, and I'm glad that we came away with the win, even though I was a little bit scared there in the beginning. Absolutely. Scared is the word that you can use for sure, watching that first half and seeing how the game was unfolding. I can't lie. Can't lie, Nick. I was biting my nails watching that first half for sure, man. Yep. <laughs> Definitely biting my nails, but, you know, Tom Brady just continues to show why he's the best quarterback in the NFL and the best quarterback in NFL history. I'm not just being biased, even though I'm a Patriots fan from New Bedford, Massachusetts, even though I'm down in Tampa. Uh, still got a, you know, still got a rep for Tom Brady, and he just proved it again. It was even several years ago they were saying he can't handle pressure like this. He hears footsteps where there's not even footsteps. He was looking, you know, trigger happy for for a while there. I think, you know, after that first. Uh, lost to the Giants with the helmet catch and everything, and all the all the disasters. And Tom Brady has proven all of his haters, every single one of the, the criticisms that he's had throughout his career, he's proven them wrong. And that was the one criticism they got: teams with strong pass rushes, and then a secondary that can keep up with their receivers, give him problems. And he did get picked, you know, a couple times tonight, and they did end up on the floor a couple times tonight on the grass on the turf. But he still showed that he could step up, he could hang in there, and he could make big passes. And our receivers are making big catches. Didn't like a couple of the drops that Edelman had, but you know when you get what 130 something uh, yards out of Julian Edelman in the in the pass game, 137 yards, you can't complain about those couple drops, especially since some of them were, you know, overthrown, maybe thrown a little bit hard by Tom Brady, or you know, thrown under duress. So just. Tom Brady just continues to to impress, and I don't know. It's, it's going to be a tough AFC championship if, you know, either one of these teams are going to prove, you know, this, the, the Chiefs or the Steelers. But I think that, the you know, neither one of them have a defense like that. I know the Chiefs have a decent defense, but neither one of them have a defense like that. And I think if Tom Brady can overcome that, I think, you know, we can definitely win a shootout. So there's, you know, whether a strong defense or a shootout, I think we got both bases covered. Nick, thank you very much. There's definitely improvements that the Patriots need to need to do and work on for next week. Otherwise, it would make a lot harder road to get to the Super Bowl. But once again, Nick, thank you for tuning in and calling in, my brother. Thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Once Every- again, that was, that was Nick from Tampa. But you can also call in 929-477-2386. Let us know what you're thinking about this wild game. We got Derek from Memphis. What's going on, Derek? What did you see? Uh, honestly, man, I uh, I was watching the game from my iPad, and it it seems a little shaky. Uh, we've been in situations like that as the Patriots. We've been a little shaky around the first half of the game, and then once we get settled, then Tom Brady can ease his nerves and, and continue to do what he's always done all year long. It's pick defenses apart, and, and like you said, uh, like the other gentleman said, you know. Uh, the Texans are a strong defense. You know, of course you get knocked down, but a true champion knows how to rise up 
until the occasion, pull his troops together and say, look, we got an important game to win, and let's do it. Yeah, despite the two interceptions, I mean, that happens to the best of the quarterback. You've seen it happen with uh, Peyton Manning or Eli Manning or Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees, but that did not stop them from winning the game. So, uh, all in all, I'm pretty impressed with the uh, receptions by Edelman and uh, I don't know if I don't know if Chris Hogan had any receptions. I didn't see any other notable uh, receivers other than uh, Bennett having a reception. But hey, you got to give it up for Deion Lewis. I mean, he's the best running back other than uh, blunt force trauma or uh, James White. So you got to give it up to the coaching staff. Of course, Belichick and uh, <clears throat> Mr. Matt Patricia and. Um, Josh Daniels for doing an excellent job. So they know how to work together and, and prove that, hey, once again, we are the best team in America. <laughs> so that that's all I have to say, and I thank you all for giving me the opportunity to chime in about the Patriots. I've been a Patriots fan since about 2007, man. So um, Perfect time to be a Patriots fan. Yeah, because when, of course, when Drew Bledsoe left, that's when I said, hey, I'm going to be a Patriots fan. <laughs> <laughs> Hear that, Derek, man Appreciate the support all the way from Memphis, man Thanks a lot, I appreciate it, man And we and we do have a fan base here in Memphis, Tennessee So all of my friends are repping the Patriots Quite naturally, we're Steelers and Cowboys fans here But hey, I, I don't cheer for that team I'm going for the Patriots <laughs> Absolutely, man Alright, Derek, thank you very much And we look forward to hearing you some more On the Patriots Post Game Show well, Mike, there's a lot that we have to di- dissect on this game, a lot that's been going on. But before we do that, let's hear some words from our sponsors. The workers who have succeeded in this new economy are those who know how to decide for themselves how to spend their time and allocate their energy. They understand how to set goals, prioritize tasks, and make choices about which projects to pursue. People who know how to self-motivate, according to studies, earn more money than their peers, report higher levels of happiness, and say they are more satisfied with their families, jobs, and lives. The preceding excerpt is from Charles Duhigg's The Power of Habit audiobook published by Random House Audio. Audible is the leading source of audiobooks online, and to get access to audiobooks such as this, along with a free 30-day trial, log on to audiblepodcast.com slash try now. Thanks to everyone who downloaded the CLNS Radio New England Patriots postgame show. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, and of course, the free CLNS Radio mobile app. Another game is in the books for the four-time Super Bowl champions. Before you know it, another week of football will be upon us, and we here at the Patriots D Podcast will have you covered. We'll provide the most in-depth breakdown of the most recent Patriots game, reaction to all the transpirings throughout the week, all while looking ahead by providing a featured interview as we go behind enemy lines the Pats' next opponent. It's all on the Patriots Beat Podcast, powered by CLNS Radio. Released every Friday morning at 5 a.m. Eastern Time on clnsradio.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and of course, the CLNS Radio mobile podcast app. And we're back. Patriots will beat the Houston Texans 34-16. A guy that some callers have brought up that had a great game is Julian Edelman. You know, he became that number one target 
He's been that number one target for years now, and he stepped up big in this playoff game. Eight receptions, 137 yards. He even had a rush that went for 12 yards. Julie Edmonds came up huge in this game, and especially when Chris Hogan went down, Brady just went to him and locked in. Yeah, you got to give a lot of credit to, to Julian Edelman and to Chris Hogan, two of Brady's top targets uh, when he was looking down the field. You know, you have to expect by now, you know Julian Edelman and what he does and what he brings to this team. And in a playoff game, division around, you know that Brady and Edelman are going to are gonna have that connection uh, to hopefully carry a team throughout the game. And then you always want to see who's that next person to step up. You know, seasons before you have – Rob Gronkowski usually is a guy that they can depend on. Obviously, you know Rob Gronkowski this time around, but you want to know who's that next guy that's, that's going to step up and, and make an impact. And obviously, Chris Hogan, before you know he left the game with injury, he was having a huge impact uh, with, his, you know, uh, with his first playoff game in a Patriots uniform. We're now going to enter our segment with Harris. Harris of the Patriots Beat Podcast, which is released first thing every Friday morning on clnsradio.com and the CLNS Radio mobile app. Harris, the Patriots defense really stepped up this game, causing turnovers late in the second half. We had three three turnovers, um, interceptions, one from Harmon, Logan Ryan, and McCourty. What did you see from this defense this week? I saw a defense that's been performing the same way it has since that Seattle game. I mean, this defense has been very physical. It's been attacking a lot. It just comes at you. The only time the Texans were able to score was when they were, uh, you know, the, the Patriots turned the ball over those couple of times inside of their own half. And then two of those times, the defense still held them to field goals. And the, the, the only great play the offense made was that really nice touchdown pass to Fedorowicz in the red zone. And then the pass that Will Fuller dropped for a touchdown. So they made two plays all game long. They only gave up. In reality, they really only gave up a touchdown. So the other points that they gave up were off of turnovers with their backs against the wall, and they were going to give up points anyway unless they caused a big-time turnover. But this is a defense that I think played the same way it did for the past couple of games. It played great. Looking at this game, you know, I think coming into it, we all felt that Brock Osweiler was was a terrible quarterback. You know, I don't think anyone really feared him. And then he has a chance to step into this divisional game against the Patriots and probably try to, you know, prove himself a little bit. He finishes the game 23-40 for a 57.5 completion percentage, 198 yards, uh, one touchdown, three interceptions, sacked three times with a QBR rating of 47.7. How bad is Brock Osweiler for the Houston Texans? He's horrible, man. <laughs> he would maybe be good as a backup quarterback. But look, the Texans had Brock Osweiler throw the ball 44 times. He's 44 times. <laughs> I don't care who your quarterback is. Unless he's one of the six or seven best quarterbacks in the game, you're most likely not going to win a football game with your quarterback throwing 44 passes and then you bring into the fact that it's Brock Osweiler. Like, come on. What are you, you're asking for trouble. The three picks that he threw were so expected. I mean, the, we, he's been doing this stuff all year. He's not good. It's a shame because I thought that he had a real chance to turn this Texans offense into one of the better you know, teams in the NFL. But 
The answer is not Brock Osweiler. You know, they weren't going to put in Tom Savage. He wasn't going to do anything else. The, the, this Texans offense is very good, but outside of Brock, it's just not good. And, you know, we give the defense a lot of credit. But, again, people have been saying all year that the Patriots have not played a good quarterback. And to be totally honest, with the amount of turnovers that the offense had tonight and on special teams, you know, you have Big Ben back there. You have Dak Prescott back there. They're going to punish you. So they really need to shore up on some of these mistakes if they get Pittsburgh uh, or when they get Pittsburgh or Kansas City for next week. You pretty much just answered my next question. Now, the first half was really sloppy from the Patriots, and in watching it, you got really nervous, especially with the, uh, the early fumbles and the, turnover, the, the interceptions from Brady that you could argue whether it's his fault or not. But say you do face an Alex Smith or a Big Ben, and you get down in the hole like this, and we know how, how momentum works in football. How hard would it be for the Patriots to win next week if they play a game like they played today? Uh, they're not going to win, straight up. If they go into a game against the <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers and play like they did today, they are going to get absolutely run over. This is the, the, these two teams that they're going to face, whether it's the Steelers or the Chiefs, are not teams to be messed with. They're explosive teams with big-time players, that does they do Alex Smith isn't great sure, but he's way better than Brock Osweiler is. He's a veteran quarterback who's been in this offensive system now for I believe four seasons. So the, the, these two teams are very, very good. And look, the, the this was a very strange performance in the Patriots offense tonight. This is probably the one of the worst games they've played all season long. They never got into rhythm. They couldn't run the ball at all. All they really had all night was like dinky stuff, and then these random prayer balls to Julian Edelman and Chris Hogan that they kept coming down with. But outside of that, I mean, the offense was pretty anemic. So they're lucky. You know, the, the, if they get the Steelers, the Steelers definitely don't have as good of a defense as the Houston Texans do. And if they go up against the Chiefs, they, they, they got to figure something else out because the Chiefs have a very good defense. If you're a Patriots fan, you better be rooting for the Steelers just so they, they will be able to take advantage of what is a, still a pretty terrible secondary. For some magical reason, whenever Deion, Deion Lewis is healthy and in the lineup, the Patriots are undefeated. I think it's something like 15-0 and 0 whenever he plays. You know, he finishes today's game with 13 carries for 41 yards and a touchdown, and then he also has uh, two receptions for 23 yards and a touchdown. Then he has that 98-yard uh, kickoff return for a touchdown. How special of a player is Dion Lewis? And just for some reason, the magic that he brings to this team, that whenever he's in a game and he's healthy and he's on the field, the Patriots somehow find a way to get it done. That is the most unbelievable stat. You know, they keep churning it out that the Patriots have never lost a game that Dion Lewis has played in. But it just goes to show you how special of a guy he is. Even coming back from an ACL surgery, like this guy was cut off of the Browns practice squad. Like he was a nobody. And then all of a sudden he comes to New England and just bosses over everybody. It's, it's astounding. It's re- he's such a special player with a really special heart. The guy, you know, grinded through a dislocated kneecap and a torn ACL to get back. And right now you can tell he's 100%. But, you know, that, that fumble was, was huge. That fumble was the big momentum swinger for, I would say, the entire game until about midway through the third quarter when Brady led – that ridiculous, like, 98-yard touchdown drive or whatever it was. So, 
you know, the, the, the fumbling is an issue, but I mean, a receiving touchdown, a rushing touchdown, and a return touchdown is nothing to scoff at. And on all three of those, he was, he was just the fastest guy out there. So, you know, the, again, he, he is a huge X factor for whatever defense they go up against because there really isn't another guy in the NFL like him except for maybe Darren Sproles. And I guess Tyreek Hill is kind of a faster version of Deion Lewis, but he can't run the ball as well. So you know, if the Patriots want to practice against the Chiefs with Tyreek Hill, they can use Deion Lewis. But Deion Lewis is a special player, and the, the Patriots offense with him is just a completely different team. It seems like the Patriots were struggling a little bit in first and goal, getting in the goal line and punching it. And we had that one series where they weren't able to punch it in on third, third and goal with one inch left and Blunt got stuck. And we saw something like that similar against the um, Seattle Seahawks. Are they not looking for Bennett more in the red zone? Is, is there an issue there getting with getting close to punching it in? We know at the end of the game, Deion Lewis was able to push, push through, but it seems like there's a little struggle there in the goal line area. Well, the one problem they had tonight on the, the on when Blunt got stuffed, first of all, Big Vince Wilfork just ate the whole play again. But I think one of their biggest issues is that for as good as Shaq Mason and Joe Tooney are, David Andrews is a little bit undersized for his position. So I think when they really get into those grit and grind kind of uh, running plays, He's at a little bit of a disadvantage if he's going against a bigger D tackle or a bigger nose tackle, just like you know with the um, with the Seahawks with Jaron Reed or with the Texans tonight with Vince Wolfork. But for the most part, they've actually been pretty successful this year with goal uh, with goal line situations. Whether it's Edelman with his quick outs or Blunt's been outstanding this year from the one yard line. I don't even know why they tried Deion Lewis anymore. Blunt, I think Blunt only got one shot at the goal line throughout the entire game, and they were at the goal line about three times. So you have to wonder, I think LeGarrette, the reason they didn't pump the ball to Garrett Blunt, I really think that the sickness he had this week really took a lot out of him, and I don't think he was fully uh, fit for this game. So hopefully, you know, a full week without sickness for him, we'll be able to get him back to full health, and they'll be able to turn the ball out because they can run the ball really well. If they run the ball against the Steelers, who have a very bad run defense, they'll be able to control the tempo of the game much better than they did tonight. One more question before we let you go, Harris. How how far has 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 Logan Ryan come? You know, over the last couple of games, he's been playing very solid uh, football, and even in today's in today's matchup against the Texans, he finished with seven tackles. Uh, he had the interception. Uh, he also had three mm-hmm. pass deflections. You know, he's a guy, in my opinion, I, I wrote him off a long time ago. I was waiting for the season to be done and them to cut him and move on from him. But he's really stepped up into into uh, the number two cornerback mm-hmm. next to, to Malcolm Butler on the field. How far has he come? He's been the same guy that he was last year. And to be totally honest, he's playing himself out of New England. The guy is going to get a pretty hefty price tag at the end of the season if he keeps playing the way he is. I mean, tonight on the national stage, going against DeAndre Hopkins, again, he just bossed him. Again, you know, we saw him against Demarius Thomas. He just bossed him. So, this this is a guy that a lot of people, uh, you know, like you just said, they wrote him off at the beginning of the season. And I, I I think he kind of got off to a slow start at the beginning of last year too. But as they started to face more stereotypical offenses with, with bigger wide receivers that were better matchups for him, he just he just matches up very well against specific wide receivers. DeAndre Hopkins is one of those guys. Demarius Thomas is one of those guys. 
I think Jeremy Macklin would be another great guy that he would match up very well against. He Don't put him up against Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown will rip him to pieces. But <laughs> at this point, I, I wouldn't expect Logan Ryan to be back on the team next year simply because he's going to get a lot of money from someone as an unrestricted free agent with the kind of, uh, with the kind of play he's been showing over, down the stretch this season. And if he keeps this up throughout the AFC Championship game and the Super Bowl, that, that price tag is going to keep going up by a couple million every single time he makes a play. Well, let's just hope he does keep it up for this season, and we'll see what happens from there moving on in the offseason. Harris, thank you once again, and we'll look forward to hearing from you next week when we face either the Chiefs or the Steelers. Absolutely, guys. Have a great weekend. Calling you guys from uh, from Los Angeles, my new home. So uh, what have, a, have a good guys. weekend. This guy's <laughs> all over the place, man. Yeah, man. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> have a good one, guys. You too, man. Take it easy. There's to the Patriots B podcast here on CLNS Radio. Download the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and of course, the CLNS Radio mobile app. Released every Friday morning at 5 a.m. Eastern. We still want to hear from you guys. The Blue Apron call lines are open. You can call in at 929-477-2386. And now we have Alex in Troy, Texas. What, what did you see in this game, man? Oh, man. It was it was a Patriots game, I tell you. They kept you at the edge of your seat in the first half, and then second half, boom, what we love to see. Just Brady slinging that ball and defense getting into the other team's head. When you when you was watching that first half and in, 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 in the halftime, you know, came to an end, how, how nervous were you just seeing how the Patriots were performing? You know, everyone thinking this game is going to be a blowout. The Patriots are going to be up big at halftime. Maybe even get to see Jimmy Garoppolo at some point throughout this game. How, what were your nerves like at halftime? Well, first I want to make a statement saying that I knew that this wasn't going to be a blowout like it was on Thursday night football. Oh, okay, okay. I knew this wasn't going to be a blowout because these guys, I'm telling you, these guys were pissed. I mean, I would be pissed, too. So, they were playing angry. Yeah. They're, exactly. one, of the, they're, they're one of the uh, worst divisions, and they won it. And, and it has been touched several times that they've been going to the playoffs the past few years, and they're not terrible. And they're under Bill right now, and he knows the Patriots just about as well as everyone. So I knew this was not going to be a blowout because he was once a Patriot. He's not going to have the same game plan. He came up and got blown out. He was, he had something planned for the first half, and that is what I saw. Yeah, definitely Patriots helped them out with those turnovers to keep the Texans in the game. But, you know, once they settled down in the second half, Patriots really yeah. controlled the game and took over. And that, that's what I – I was like knew that was going to happen. It's like it's going to be a new game because I remember a couple of years ago, maybe you remember this too. We were shut out the first half against the Broncos, thirty-six zero. You remember that? Oh yeah, yes, oh sir. yeah, I yes, sir. That, sure do. that was like that was awesome. Some game the second half, it was like a whole new thing. It's like they woke up. So it Sometimes. doesn't even matter what game or how how they how terrible they play the second half. I always think about that game. It's like you know what. They did this once before, they can do it again. We hear you, Alex. Thank you for calling in, man. We appreciate it. Hopefully you continue to listen to the Patriots postgame show. Thanks, man. Thank you. Take it easy. 
We now are going to bring in our CLNS Patriots social media coordinator, Wes Langley, for his thoughts. Wes, what's up, man? A crazy, a crazy play- playoff game, but Patriots, you know, hold out and beat, win 34-16. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, uh, it was a sloppy uh, fir- first half, I must say. Uh, we uh, uh, – had a lot of unforced turnovers that we normally don't make. He Tom Brady had two interceptions when he had two all season. Uh, I think the de- defense stepped up more than anything, uh, holding them to field goals when they, they could have scored touchdowns and made it a much much closer game than it was. We heard our last guy Alex from from Texas uh, talk about how he was he was one of few who didn't really believe this game would be a blowout as as many people thought, you know, what were your predictions headed into this game? You know, after the Patriots, you know, shut out the Texans earlier in the season, obviously, like Alex said, you know, they're possibly looking for revenge coming out with a lot more aggression. What were your predictions coming into this game? I pretty much think it's the same thing. I did not think it was going to be a blowout. They are the number one ranked defense uh, stat-wise throughout the NFL this whole season. They they have a lot of playmakers on their defense. They they have some pass rushers. They have some, some cover guys that's top top notch in the league. They are they were a different football team than whenever we faced them. I think in week three, and uh, they they're very improved. Bill Bryant coaches them well. He was a, a assistant coach for us, so he he knows the system. And it was just a, a good a good matchup and. The, the second half adjustment was the difference, and Dion De, De, Lewis was a difference maker. He does need to clean up the fumble. Enough. Speaking of running backs, we didn't see much of LeGarrette Blunt this game. Um, do you think it was game plan or because of the illness he suffered during during this past week? I, I think it has more to do with uh, get, giving Deion Lewis more touches because every time he touches the ball, he he, he could uh, he hit a home run play. He hit three home run plays this game, and which was very impressive. How big was do you think Chris Hogan was this game? You know, playing his first playoff game with the New England Patriots. You know, he's he spent his last couple of years with a Buffalo Bills team that that doesn't really know what, what this type of football is like. But he comes to New England. He has a great season, his first playoff game. You know, he has a big big performance before his injury. How huge was he, you know, Tom Brady, to have somebody else he can turn to? Uh, Chris Hogan, he is a, a big play guy. He he was third in the NFL and uh, average for reception with over 17 yards per reception. Uh, he was huge in this game. He was making plays. Him and Julian Edelman was the the two uh, players that was making plays downfield for us. And uh, hopefully he will be okay. I've seen him. He he went left the game, so he he should be okay. But he he's going to be a huge asset for us in the AFC Championship game. Whoever wins the matchup between the Steelers and the Chiefs. And. Next week, we were facing either the Chiefs or Steelers, and this game wasn't pretty like we all established. But your thoughts, if the Patriots come out and play like they played today, do you think they have a chance next week? Well, them two teams are much 
I think they're a much better football team than the Texans are. I do not think that we can play like that and win the AFC title game. They're, both teams will be at the AFC championship game for a reason. They're, they're the best in their conference has to offer, so I do not think that. And I think that we're, we're going to come and, and be mu- mu- much more uh, much more better than we were, and we're going to execute a lot better and clean, and clean up the fumbling and the interceptions. I think it's going to be uh, – we're going to have a, g- a good game plan, whoever we do decide that we will play. We certainly hope so. Thank you, Wes, once again for calling in this week and giving us your insight, man. And thanks, thanks for having me. Of course. Absolutely, man. Be sure to check Thank out Wes Langley's – no problem. Be sure to check out Wes Langley's New England Patriots Nations page and like it on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash the real New England Patriots Nation. I want to give a quick shout-out to today's sponsors, Blue Apron and ZipRecruiter. Blue Apron gives you great food for less than $10 per meal. Blue Apron delivers new seasonal recipes each week along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals at a great price. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash patriots. And with ZipRecruiter, you can jumpstart your hiring in 2017, post your job to 200-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter by free, for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfans. We'd love if everyone, if they had interest, would use these promo codes as it, a, as it is a way to help support us here at CLNS Radio. Once again, Patriots win 34-16 to 16 in a wild, wild game. We're now going to enter our segment with Tyler Chadeau, Tyler Chadeau, CLNS Radio, video correspondent, youtube.com slash CLNS Radio. Tyler, 34-16. It's a score that we all pretty much predicted, but not the way we expected it to go. And um, Chris Hogan goes out in an injury. How big could this be for the New England Patriots going on next week, especially having a big game like he did? Well, last week, if you were going to tell me that Chris Hogan would – have such an impact early on, I would have told you you were lying. I thought it was going to be a lot of Julian Edelman early on, but we really didn't see that. And Chris Hogan was the guy that stepped up. I didn't think maybe Chris Hogan was as important as Edelman, but he was the only one that seemed to show up to play early in the first quarter, and he was excellent. And I really hope that it's just something that they were taking precaution to and just wanted to make sure he is healthy and thought they could pull it out without him, but I, he's going to be big in the playoffs, especially without Gronkowski still. When you see the final score of this game, you know, 34-16, to 16, you know, without watching it, if you just came across the score, you would think, you know, the New England Patriots had a solid game, put up points, and, and, and there, was, there was no real issues. But watching this game and knowing that, you know, whenever you have a, a, a championship game, you know, NFC, AFC, it's the top two teams that are playing. This performance right here, I don't know about you, but in my opinion, you can't win an AFC championship game playing the way the Patriots did today. What are your thoughts on their performance and how, what they need to clean up going into a championship game against the Chiefs or the Steelers? Well, I was not happy with this game at all. The only two things that made me happy was, one, that they advanced. They won the game. That's technically all that matters. 
into it's on Sunday night, so I can go to the musical, the Broadway musical I was going to on Saturday <laughs> night. So I'm very happy about that. But other than that, the Patriots' performance, especially early on, was just absolutely terrible. And I guess I was expecting a little more from the offense early on, and I guess I wasn't giving enough respect to the Texans' defense. They have a lot of talented players on the defensive side. Brock Eisweiler might be garbage, but they really do have great players on the Texans' defense. But I was expecting more of a week three performance, especially with how Brady did not look too good early on. And that was very concerning to me. And it brings me to the thought that I feel like even though it's always great to have home field advantage and a bye in the first round, they always seem a little rusty coming out of that. You think last time they won the Super Bowl, they were down 14 points to the Ravens twice in that game. They don't really do well coming out of bye weeks, and especially with a lot of pressure and the Texans with a nothing-to-lose mentality, the Patriots had a little pressure on it, and you could tell that Brady looked a little rattled, and that was surprising because I don't think we've ever really seen that except since maybe last year's AFC Championship game when Von Miller was just all over him. You hit that perfectly. Even though Brady – take the two interceptions away from Brady – Brady still wasn't, you know, the Tom Brady we're used to, especially from this season. He looked a little off. He looked a little shaken. But during the during the times you needed a big throw, Brady just found a way to just on third downs really get there. That's what he does. A guy that um, really was unheard of until he got popped um, a couple of times is Martellus Bennett. He wasn't really a factor much in this game. And that was a little concerning for me thinking that coming into the playoffs, not having Gronk, Bennett would be a, a big, big factor in this game, especially in the red zone area, but we didn't see much of him. Why do you think? Well, that's why I think the importance of Chris Hogan is really big is because we really didn't see Bennett at all. You saw him get hit pretty late early on and it got missed by the refs, but you thought, Oh, he just felt weird. and He's fine. He seemed to get back up really quickly, but he was not, the Martellus Bennett we have come to know this year. Obviously, we haven't heard of Martellus Bennett's name a couple of games this year, but that's usually because you know he's doing the hard blocking work this game. But with the amount of hits that Brady took, blocking was definitely an issue this night for the Patriots. And as well as the fact that he really just didn't really seem to make an impact at all. And again, that brings me back to needing all the wide receivers at full strength. Michael Floyd wasn't really a factor tonight. He caused an interception out of Brady's two interceptions. I'm really only blaming him for that really bad throw he threw over the middle where it got deflected twice and then someone caught it. That wasn't a good throw. Michael Floyd, yeah, it wasn't the best pass, but Michael Floyd doesn't touch it. That's just an incomplete pass. He needs to hold on to that ball. If it hits you right in the hands, you've got to hold on to that. And that was frustrating. So Bennett needs to be healthy. I hope he's okay. Hogan, hopefully he'll be better. And I know everyone is thinking, oh, well, if we make it to the Super Bowl, Gronk might be back. We haven't heard anything about that. I would doubt if Gronkowski came back at all this year at all. Yeah, I doubt that as well. But one thing I want to know, obviously with the Steelers and the Chiefs, you know, two different kind of teams play two different styles. But I think we can all agree that, uh, they're better. They're both better than the Houston Texans. But obviously today, you know, you had a game where Brady and the offense weren't really clicking and weren't really flowing like they usually do. And it was more on the defense to kind of carry this team and make sure that it never really got out of hand and, 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 the, and the Texans didn't get any momentum. 
Would you be comfortable in, in the in the AFC Championship game, or if it, if it was a situation where you needed the defense to kind of kind of be that, you know, in that position where we're kind of depending on them to keep the game close or not let it get out of hand, or do you, would you rather see? You know, I think we all would rather see the Patriots' offense clicking on all cylinders like they have been all season. Well, I think you really want to see next week the Steelers because the Kansas City Chiefs have a. Uh, defense that's going to cause the Patriots to kind of play like they did tonight. Yeah, they end up with 34 points, three turnovers, and it was a pretty great game, like, if you didn't watch it. That's the weird thing about tonight's game is it looks fine, but there was really a lot of concerns from Neon Lewis fumbling the ball, even though he had an amazing game overall. 98-yard return was so exciting to see, first in franchise history in uh, the playoffs. Uh, him just having an absolutely solid game, but he had that fumble, and I don't think people are really going to talk about that, but that's a concern because the Patriots have again lost points because they fumbled in special teams. Their special teams hasn't been as pinpoint great as it usually has on holding on to the ball, and that's definitely a concern, and Tom Brady obviously came up with some big plays that directing Edelman to go down the field further. We're going to be seeing that a lot in Brady highlight reels in the future, but it's just a very uncomfortable game for Patriots fans thinking either the Chiefs are going to win and it's going to be a good defensive game the next week, or the Steelers are going to come to Gillette and it's just going to be a shootout. And hopefully the Patriots can take advantage of the weak secondary the Steelers have, but if they play like this tonight, there's no way they're going to win the AFC Championship. But even if they squeak by that, if they play like that, no chance there's a Super Bowl coming back here. That's, good. That's big statements coming from Tyler to Joe. Tyler, man, thank you once again for calling in this week, and we look forward to hearing from you next week in the championship round. Well, it's going to be an exciting game. Have a good one, guys. Thanks for Take having me. Take it easy, man. Thank you. Once again, that's Tyler Trudeau, CLNS radio video correspondent. Follow him on Twitter at CLNS underscore Tyler. Head on over to the CLNS radio YouTube channel to check out all of Tyler's great work for CLNS. Subscribe at YouTube.com slash CLNS radio. That's YouTube.com slash CLNS radio. Now, we, okay, we just lost we just lost our caller. We, but you can also call in, you know, the, the blue... The blue hot, the blue apron call line is now open. 929-477-2386. 929-477-2386. Mike, this game, as we've been saying, it is not was not pretty. And we're lucky we were facing a guy in Brock Osweiler who like I said earlier, the ski mask award goes to him. Robbed the Texans for seventy two million and hasn't done anything. When you got a Lamar Miller Hopkins, you know, Fuller, a great tight end, and Fitter, Fire Fitterwitz. I can't even say his name, but you're supposed to be able to do something with this offense. And all year, especially in this game, you could see that he really cannot do much. Can't move the chains. And Patriots lucked out because they, they, they gave them the ball a couple of times where they could have put seven on the board and changed the whole momentum of this game. Brock Osweiler is trash. Trash, trash, garbage, hot, steaming trash. You put any other quarterback 
in the position that Brock Osweiler was in today and the type of game that this was. And quite possibly the Patriots don't win this game. You know, Brock Osweiler has decent weapons over there between, you know, solid running back and Lamar Miller who can run it or end catching passes. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, a great wide receiver. Uh, Will Fuller, who has a lot of talent. You know, he's had some great games throughout the season. You know, it's crazy. Brock Osweiler is trash. And it's sad that he straight robbed, robbed the Houston Texans of so much money. They spent all this money on trash. And some of it, I mean, he's trash himself, but then you got to look at the Houston Texans point of view and how dumb they look and spending all this money and putting their franchise in this man's hands who is garbage. We Like I said, the blue apron call lines are open. We got Nas from Atlanta. Nas, what you see in this game, man? Oh, I've seen a lot. But before we get to the game, let me just say this, man. All parents out there, please teach your child to look the part. Looking the part is more important than actually being good, as we find out with Brock Osweiler. $72 million for looking like the quarterback you want. Amazing. Absolutely. Amazing. He's, he's garbage. And it, it's crazy to see. I mean, think about it. If the Patriots, if this was a game against, you know, an Aaron Rodgers or, or, or ben, ben, ben Roethlisberger or any other the top tier, you know, quarterbacks in this league, I don't know if the Patriots are walking out of this game with the victory with the amount of chances that the Texans' offense had. Yeah, true. And and, and we got to give more credit to the Texans' defense. Uh, they got two players who are top five at their position, uh, Boye, the corner, and then, of course, you know, you know that bad man, Clowney. Uh, Clowney is the greatest player I've ever seen who doesn't accumulate stats. So he can really affect the game without having that two-sack two tackle for loss or, you know, those, those crazy numbers, but he can affect how a game is not only officiated, but what you can do on offense. Uh, the, the first game where the Patriots had the backup playing, they ran a lot of misdirection, which kind of confused the Texans and were able to really kind of spread them out and do some work. And this game, they tried to play more traditional and they just had problems all night dealing with that D line and that secondary play well too. So I, I give credit to them. Uh, more than I would just say the Pats played bad. Uh, the Pats are still a formidable opponent. Uh, without Gronk, they're not, you know, super elite, but they can still get it done because they have an all-time great in Brady. Uh, as far as the tight end, I would say you guys have been so used to watching Gronk that it's hard for any tight end to measure up. So, I mean, he, he'll be fine. He's, he's a good tight end. He's just not all-world. So, he, he'll be fine. You'll see him more throughout the playoffs. I just don't think the game plan required him to, uh, to really do much tonight. But, you know, a tremendous game. Uh, Osweiler, it, it, there's so many holes in his game. He, he makes himself play small for one. He's a tall guy, but he doesn't use that to his advantage. He's inaccurate. Uh, he's scared to throw the ball deep down the field. He depends on the tight end because he's risk averse. And he's made essentially a number one receiver in Hopkins into an afterthought. So, I mean, this is – I mean, he is the worst starting quarterback I've ever seen. And they signed this guy without seeing him up close. They signed this guy based on the tape in Denver. I don't think we'll ever see a front office make that kind of mistake again. But, uh, you know, this is the Bill O'Brien regime down there. It's a small sample size from Brock Osweiler, but – and it, it came to bite them in the ass for sure. Any last thoughts you had on this game? Uh, well, last thoughts on this game. Uh, I would say this probably is better for the Patriots than anything else because 
Now Bill gets to complain about everything. He gets to keep everybody on edge. And I think the AFC Championship game will be a classic. And come on, man, y'all got to say something about the Falcons, man. Falcons look, oof. So let me ask they you. Let me ask very you good on offense. Let me ask you a question. You're from Atlanta. Are you from Atlanta? But you're a Patriots fan, or are you a Falcons fan? Oh, I'm from Chicago, but since I've been here for a while, I follow the Falcons. So you know, I kind of attach myself to that ship. But I'm a football fan overall. So okay, you know so so you guys down there really gearing up for you know possible Falcons Patriots Super Bowl, possibly, huh? Man, I would never. <laughs> never utter such a thing because I know the history of the Falcons. There can be something waiting around the corner to a fumble, a punt block, or anything that can stop the Falcons from getting where they want to get. You remember last time they went to the Super Bowl? Yeah, no. They're a cursed franchise, man. So I, I'm not going to say nothing like that to jinx it, man. I just hope they get there. We'll see. We'll see. Matt Ryan looked really pretty good out there this week. You know, he's going to have a tough test next week against either Dallas or Green Bay. But they look good. They they passed. They got the monkey off their back now. So we'll see what happens from there. But thanks again, Nas, for calling in. We appreciate it. And hopefully you continue listening to the Patriots postgame show moving forward. All right, man. Y'all have a good one. Take it easy, Thank man. You. Yep. Mike, Nas brought something up that I was about to say earlier I'm kind, even though this game was ugly, horrible, bad, whatever you want to say, they ended up winning by winning by big, winning big. I'm happy this game went like this. The first round they faced a little adversity, and it's something that could, they can speak on, you know, in practice, work on, and get better. Um, Tyler said earlier that they never they don't do well off of bye weeks and. He brings up a good point. Now, you know, Patriots are going to be a lot more focused. I know Brady's not proud of his performance. I know the offense is not proud of their performance this week. And it's going to be something they really, you know, key in on, especially once they find out who their opponent is. So I'm happy what I saw this week, that they got hit in the mouth a little bit moving forward. Because if if this was a blowout game, as we expected, like another 27-0, you know, you you go into practice, you know, feeling yourself a little bit too much, a little lackadaisical, even if it is a championship round, you start you start feeding into the media like, oh, yeah, we are the best team. We do have an easy route. And now they got hit a little bit. And it was like, okay, we got some things to work on here. Yeah, absolutely. And I just read uh, from Brady's postgame uh, press conference that he said that he knows that, you know, offensively they didn't get into a rhythm at all. And, you know, just like you're saying, you know, Patriots have a good game, get a blowout win. And, you know, you have all the hype from this Texans game and how they're supposed to, you know, blow out and take care of the Texans. If they they had a game like that, you know, maybe they do go into the to the to the, you know, the week thinking highly of themselves. Like, oh, you know, we're untouchable, you know, smooth sailing to the to the Super Bowl. But, you know, maybe it's a good thing that they had a game like this where the lowly Houston Texans, you know, had the chances and the opportunities there, so, you know, probably. Take, take a hold of this game and, and really, you know, make it interesting. But, you know, Patriots, as good as they are, knew that they would make, make the proper adjustments coming out of halftime, but at the same time still know that they can't play like this. And, you know, the great and mighty Bill Belichick and the great and mighty Tom Brady and the whole Patriots team organization, they know they cannot play like this and expect to find success moving forward throughout the postseason. So, you know, they're going to, you know, go back and look at film, study from this game, and perfect and work on what they need to do. And depending on, you know, what happens in tomorrow's game against the Steelers or, or the Chiefs, you know, 
Monday morning, they'll get right to work on not only working on what they needed to fix coming out of this Texans game, but also preparing for whoever their next opponent is in the AFC Championship game. And now we're going to cut it to Michael Laundry, who's going to give us the around the NFL. Thanks, Marv. Today's NFL scores are brought to you by ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter allows employers to post job openings to 200 of the top job sites with just a single click. And right now, our listeners can go to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. That's one word, sportsfan. And try ZipRecruiter for free today. Only one other game today, guys. Obviously, the NFC Divisional Playoff Round. The number two ranked, uh, number two seed Atlanta Falcons, excuse me, go up against the Seattle Seahawks. Beat them. Kind of beat the bricks off them. 36-20 to 20 was the final score. It really wasn't even that close. Uh, Atlanta was up 19-10 to 10 at half. Matt Ryan absolutely diced up the Seattle pass, uh, pass defense, 338 yards and three touchdowns. The Atlanta defense that we've been saying hasn't been that good. Uh, forced two turnovers. They had two interceptions of Russell Wilson today. They absolutely shut down the Seattle run attack. Uh, Russell Wilson was the leading rusher with 49 yards. All in all, the, the Falcons dominated this game. They looked really, really good, uh, as good as they've looked all season in, in, in this, my, in my opinion, really. Um, so that was the only other game today. We've got two games tomorrow that will decide the NFC and AFC championship matchups. The Green Bay Packers will go up against the Dallas Cowboys at 4.40 p.m. tomorrow afternoon, and the Pittsburgh Steelers will go up against the Kansas City Chiefs. Game was moved, originally 1 o'clock game, now an 8.20 p.m. start in Kansas City. Uh, they're dealing with a big ice storm down there. It's going to be it's going to be cold. It's probably going to be nasty down there. That that's going to be an interesting game for sure. But uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break right now. We're going to come back with final thoughts and our stars and sorries here on CLNS Radio Patriots post game show. I just want to take a moment to talk to you about Movement Watches. Movement Watches. If you haven't heard of this company, it started by two broke college kids that wanted to wear stylish watches but couldn't afford them. So what did they do? They started their own company. Guys after my own heart, that's for sure. I love young entrepreneurs. As you know, CLNS Radio was founded by a bunch of Celtics fans way back in 2009. And from there, we started a a company that made a career out of it. So we can absolutely relate to the owners of Movement Watches. And let me tell you, I purchased the Chrono Gunmetal Watch. This watch is so sleek, so cool, black stainless steel, it's light, it's versatile, it's great for dress occasions or even casual affairs. A little bit more about movement watches, they start at $95. I purchased the Chrome Gunmetal Watch for under $100, and I know with the watch I purchased, you're looking at $400 to $500 in a department store. So... Give yourself a big discount off a watch right in time for the holidays. You can get 15% off today with free shipping. And if you don't like the watch, guess what? You can return it for free. All you have to do is go to movementwatches.com slash Celticsbeat. Wait a second. Even the name is cool. It's spelled www.mvmtwatches.com slash Celticsbeat. Now is the time to step up your watch game, folks. And I can tell you since I got... The Chrono Gunmetal Watch. I've been getting complimented left and right. Get your 15% off. Get your free shipping. No risk involved. You can return the watch if you don't like it. And you're also supporting Celtics Beat Podcast and CLNS Radio. Again, go to mvmtwatches.com slash Celtics Beat. CLNS Radio's leading online coverage of the Boston Celtics now even more comprehensive than ever. 
From the Celtics post-game show to the Guard Report to CSL and to Celtics Beat, CLNS Radio's Boston Celtics News Feed provides narrated breaking news, game recaps, and news and notes for the NBA's winningest franchise, all provided in real time. Don't have the time to surf the web or search engines and plunge your head into your computer or smartphone to read up on all the latest on the Celtics? No problem. Multitask while listening to CLNS's Celtics News Feed. And for the 2016-17 NBA campaign, the Boston Celtics pregame report with myself, Larry A. Trussell, will be released on the news feed on game days at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, making it the first pregame report to air anywhere. We will give you a featured interview from someone providing opposing insight, pregame notes, and go on a Celtics draft pick watch, all in just 12 minutes or less. Available on the Boston Celtics news feed on iTunes and Stitcher, and the CLNS Radio mobile podcast app. Houston Texans fall to the New England Patriots 34-16 to in the AFC Divisional Round. Patriots move on to the championship game, and they're looking for their fifth Super Bowl title. It's going to be huge, huge, huge game next week. But I'm looking at the time, Mike, and it's looking like stars and sorry. Absolutely, man. Coming out. This divisional round matchup against the Houston Texans, you know, here on the Patriots postgame show, we have the stars and stars of the game. And DJ Mees, like we talked about, you know, all show and everybody else chimed in, you know, this game wasn't too pretty for the Patriots. Obviously, they came out with the win. You can't be too happy with how they performed. But guys who did step up, you know, I put it out to Twitter and asked them, who do they feel was the star of this game. And we have a tie, DJ Mees. And you know what? I'm not mad at this tie at all. Two guys that stepped up, one guy on the offensive side of the ball and one guy on the defensive side of the ball, Deion Lewis, Logan Ryan, I would say are two definite stars of this game who had great performances that helped lead to this New England Patriots victory. Definitely. These are going to be the two guys. If you didn't watch the game or you're just catching up throughout this whole week, you're going to hear a lot of Deion Lewis talk. You're going to hear a lot of Logan Ryan. Logan Ryan, you know, as we all know, is going to be a free agent next year and has been playing big in these past couple of weeks. And Deion Lewis, this is resurgence, coming back from the ACL injury and had an incredible game, scoring in three different facets of the game. You can't ask for anything more than that. Just hold on to the ball, Deion Lewis, and we are good money. Absolutely. 100% got to give those two guys a lot of credit for their performance in this game against the Houston Texans. But when there's the good DJ Mees, there's the bad. And Mm -mm. when you're bad on this post-game show, we tell you, sorry. I got a huge sorry for the night. For For the night, for this game, I have a huge sorry. But one guy who definitely has to get an honorable mention is Michael Floyd. The game that he had, you know, honestly, it wasn't what we were used to seeing, you know, the past couple of weeks since he since he joined the team. He had that one early play that led to a tip ball, which was a, which was intercepted by the Houston Texans. Uh, you know. You almost had another play that was intercepted. You know, luckily the ball hit the ground, so it was ruled incomplete. But he was—he didn't seem to be on his game too much today. Uh, he finished with one reception for nine yards off of three targets. But other than that, you know, and then he, ha- he had a offensive pass interference uh, called on him. 
you know, seemed to be off his game a little bit. Yeah, in a game where, you know, Chris Hogan gets hurt, there's no Mike Mitchell. You're looking at Michael Floyd and saying, oh, he's going to be a, a major key for this game. But he was pretty much non-existent and had some some key plays that went the other way for the Patriots. So he's, I definitely see why you have him as an honorable mention for sorry of the week, of the, of the game. But, man, I think we all know after watching this game who the biggest sorry of the night goes to. It is none other than the starting quarterback. And I repeat, the starting quarterback for the Houston Texans, Brock Osweiler, who, in all honesty, he had a chance. The way the Patriots were playing, he had a chance to possibly come do something special. And maybe, now I, I wouldn't even say win the game, but he had a chance to at least have an, a solid game to make this game interesting from the first quarter all the way to the, to the fourth quarter to the final whistle. He had a chance to at least make this game interesting. And one thing that our guy Nas uh, called in and said earlier, he has a great talent over there in DeAndre Hopkins, who is honestly just going to waste having to deal with such a mediocre quarterback in Brock Osweiler. And because of of his performance tonight, which obviously didn't help his team perform well and clearly led to a loss, you know, three interceptions, a couple of sacks, I got to give Brock Osweiler the biggest sorry of the night. What do you think? Brock Osweiler stole 40 times, 198 yards, three interceptions, one touchdown, enough set. Let's give it to him. Brock Osweiler from DJ Mees and myself and the Patriots postgame show, we got to give you a big, fat, sorry. Stole, you stole some money from Houston. I feel so bad for the Texas organization. You thief, one of the greatest thieves in American history. <laughs> Let's move on, though. There are some games tomorrow. You know, you got Green Bay versus Dallas in the NFC. Mike, this game is going to be so fun to watch. Who do you see pulling through? Honestly, I've gone back and forth with this game all week long. You know, once we found out it was going to be set in stone, Green Bay versus Dallas. Some days I feel Dallas, you know, Aaron Rodgers has been hot and down on a roll. But then I look at Dallas and just the things that they've been able to do all season, the special season that Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott had. But I think what it boiled down to me was the fact that there's going to be no Jordy Nelson, which is which is uh, Aaron Rodgers' top target. That's in some ways kind of like taking away Edelman from Brady. Uh, it's tough. They're playing in Dallas. I think Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, I think their march comes to an end, you know, in, in, in Jerry world, like some like to call it. Uh, I think I think Dallas moves on. Yeah, I'm with you, too. If, if the Green Bay Packers had Jordy Nelson in this game, I definitely would have went Packers. The way Aaron Rodgers has been playing is incredible. He's just on fire. One of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen play, other than Tom Brady, of course. But Aaron Rodgers playing unbelievable. But Dallas at home with those weapons, they're going to pull through. What about you, Alonji? What do you think about this game? Yeah, I'm with you guys. I think that Dallas is probably going to win this game. They are the more physical team. They obviously have the best offensive line in football, not to mention a really, really good running back and a quarterback who's, you know, playing really well. They have Des Bryant, who's a fantastic receiver. We all remember a couple of years ago when he made that catch against the Green Bay that Packers. Was it wasn't a catch. It wasn't a catch. It was a catch. We don't know. So 
I think Dallas has more weapons. I think, like you obviously, Mike mentioned, that Jordy Nelson isn't going to be playing for Green Bay. That's a huge loss for them. Their running game hasn't been anything all year, really. Ty Montgomery gave him a little spark, but I think people have figured him out. So I'd say Dallas moves on in that uh, in that NFC Championship game, which sets up a really, really good NFC Championship game. Uh, number one, Dallas versus number two, Atlanta. That'll be a fun one to watch. That would be a shootout for sure. And moving on to the AFC, Pittsburgh versus KC. Mike, what are you thinking about this game? You know, as great as, as you know, the Chiefs have been throughout the season, uh, I just feel like, you know, going up against Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell. It's a lot of firepower there. And, I mean, I got to give a lot of credit to Ben Roethlisberger. You know, he's one of, you know, the the top quarterbacks in the league. And I feel like he's going to step up and, and have a great game. You know, Antonio Bell, Le'Veon, uh, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, I think they're right next to him, they're all going to have great games. And I think they're going to be the ones leading the charge to get a win over the Chiefs, uh, which sets up, an AFC championship game against two, you know, Hall of Fame, you know, battle-tested quarterbacks in, in Tom Brady and, and Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, once again, I'm with you, Mike. It's going to be a close game, close battle, but Le'Veon Bell is just a monster, and I think he's going to be the difference of the game. They they could try to, you know, double-team Antonio Brown, but Le'Veon is just I don't think you can stop this guy right now. So Pittsburgh is going to squeak out and win this game. What about you, Alonji? Alonji, you there? Okay, we might have lost lost Alonji. But, yeah, I think we've got Pittsburgh Patriots next week. And, Mike, that's going to be one hell of a game. I'm looking forward to it if that does happen. Yeah, man. You know, like I said, and when it comes down to it, I'm thinking Dallas Falcons, uh, Pittsburgh, New England. And then from there, I don't want to jump the gun and, and, and say anything more than that. But just coming out of tomorrow's games, I think that's what we'll be watching next week in the AFC and NFC Championship games for sure. This postgame show will be available for on-demand download by searching for the CLNS Radio New England Patriots postgame show on iTunes and Stitcher, as well as the CLNS Radio mobile podcast app. When you download our feed, you'll also get the Patriots News Feed podcast, our daily news podcast hosted by our, our own content manager, Michael Longi. While you're at it, make sure to check out Patriots Beat podcast hosted by Harris, which is also available on iTunes, Stitcher, and the CLNS Radio Mobile Podcast app. You can also check out Tyler Trudeau's video work for CLNS at youtube.com slash CLNS Radio. And be sure to check out Charles Rustic and Billy White's written work on the Patriots at CLNSRadio.com. Today's show was brought to you by Blue Apron. Get your first three meals for free with free shipping when you go to blueapron.com slash Patriots and by ZipRecruiter. You can try ZipRecruiter for free to today by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfans. want to thank our guests, today's callers, and everyone who tuned in for CLNS Radio Executive Producer Larry H. Russell, Patriots Content Manager Michael Longy, my co-host Mike Nice, I'm Marvin Azan. See everyone here next week when the Patriots take on either the Chiefs or the Pittsburgh, but it'll be at Gillette starting at 6.40 p.m. and we'll be on directly after the game. See you guys there.
Yes, sir. And once again, this has been the the New England Patriots post game show powered by CLNS Radio, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for all New England professional sports. We will see you guys next week after the AFC Championship game. At MetroPCS, we let the numbers do the talking. Four, enjoy a reliable 4G LTE network that's faster than Sprint. Two, get two free smartphones when you switch to MetroPCS. 99, the percentage of people in the U.S. covered by MetroPCS. Get two free Samsung Galaxy J3 Prime smartphones when you switch. MetroPCS, wireless figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network or active on MetroPCS in past 90 days. Coverage claim based on talk text coverage. Speed claim from downloads. See store for details, terms, and conditions.